Hello there. Welcome back to Pretend Worlds Real People. My name is Chad, and I'm here to introduce your host for the show. His name is Tyler. Enjoy the show. Okay, I'm... <laughs> that, that fell apart at the end. We can all agree, right? Um... Spooky season. I'm going to keep using those voices and I don't apologize for it, but I hope everybody is having an amazing week, an amazing day. It's been crazy busy over here in the office for not only the show, but just gigs and auditioning and a bunch of other stuff. I had four quiet days and then it was just boom, all this other thing or all these other things. And uh, it, it's awesome. I love it. It's great to continue to audition, but I hope everybody is also finding time to kind of, you know, do something else and, and let loose after you send in, you know, a bunch of your self-tapes or maybe you're on set or you're doing a bunch of overnights, find some time for yourself and uh, just, you know, relax, find a, find a hobby, do something else as well. Outside of that, it's been a wonderful start to the last couple weeks of October. Looking forward to some Alamo Draft House parties and we are actually hosting a Halloween party at the house as well. Can't wait for that. I'm dressing up as Sam because I'm a trick-or-treat fanatic, and uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for that. So, uh, yeah, let's move on from there. Outside of that, I have a ton of really fun interviews coming your way. I love the Halloween season. I'm going to keep saying it. So I have a bunch of additional guests coming through. This may be a multi-episode week, or maybe I'll just upload all of them throughout the last week of October. Haven't decided yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And speaking of fun... I am so excited to present to you this week's guest, Ruby Modine. Now, she is not only one of the loveliest people I've ever met in my entire life, uh, instant buddies, like right off the bat, but she is an amazing actor. She is a fantastic singer, and she is writing right now, and I can't wait to see where that goes. Uh, we talk about, obviously, her upbringing. It's not a secret that you know her father is Matthew Modine. But we talk about, you know, growing up in an artistic family and how that sort of shaped her perception on working in film, uh, becoming a musician, developing a strong work ethic, and uh, what else she likes to do in her free time. Not only, you know, what she likes to do, but apparently she is a crazy chess fan. And I am going to somehow <laughs> corral her into teaching me how to play chess. So uh, without further ado... Let's get right into it. Let's sit down in this creepy cobwebbed warehouse and let's chat with the amazing Ruby Modine. Well, hello, listeners. My name is Ruby Rivera Modine and I am an actor and a singer. Ooh, <laughs> and I uh could just go on and be like, and I love to paint and I love to play chess too. <laughs> Let's get, I, I'd say minimum of 30 things to describe yourself. 30? That might be, yeah, we could, that's I quick, I want to find right? the person that has done 30 in a row for you. <laughs> it's no one. <laughs> no one's done that. No oh my way. gosh. I was like, okay, one second. Let me think. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, 30, that would be, that would take forever. That'd be half of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, which, which came first for you? The acting side or the singing side? Well, I was lucky and I went to a school called Rudolf Steiner. So I actually, I, I got to do both. And, um, and then as you know, life continues on, I, I began singing first and 
I remember this very well because my dad was like, so you want to be a singer? What are you doing to be a singer? I'm like, I'm hanging out with all my musician friends and I'm, you know, I'm going to every single show. And he's like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? So he, he lit a bit of a fire under my butt and he's like, go to the studio. He introduced me to some musicians and he left me there. He said, you know, I, I went to him really nervous. I have footage of all of this. And I was like, so, so what do I do? And he goes, no, 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 you're here now. I'm going to go get a coffee. I'll see you later. And he came back maybe like an hour later and I was running the show. I was so comfortable. I loved all of the musicians that were there. and I, It was such a learning experience. And then I have a song. Now my dad's like, well, you should probably make a music video, right? What are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so it was good. It was it was a nice little like it was it was encouragement. And it was a really great family project, this music video. My mom was on it. My brother was on him. <laughs> and after that, it sparked something in me, uh, being in front of camera. And so I really sat down and I had that conversation. I went to Marymount Manhattan College to study psychology and philosophy originally. And as I'm even learning there, I'm like, you know what? This is going to be great because I can I can learn about human behavior. And... Then I then I did a short film and it's it's been going well since. <laughs> That's <laughs> that took up 15 minutes of the podcast. I apologize. <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, it just sounds you don't hear that a whole lot. Your dad basically fulfilled this manager slash mentor type position, but not in a way to say, oh, don't worry about it. I got you. No, you go figure this out and get this done. And that's I mean, that I'm sure that instilled some kind of like crazy work ethic in you as well from a young age. It did. And. I mean, I have such a great, I'm, I'm, this is a blessing that I have such a great relationship with my parents. So it, it didn't feel like it was being forced upon me. It was just like this really great, again, with you and I over coffee, he was just <laughs> like, so you want to be an actor, you want to be, be a singer, what are you doing to, you know, get that going? And that I think has continued throughout my career. Okay, so I want to accomplish something new. What am I going to do in order to do that? So it's as you said that it did kind of instill a good work ethic in me. Yeah, and it's I mean it's no secret who your your parents are. So coming at it from like that point of view, did you? I mean, you said you didn't feel any pressure to join the industry or, or go into it in any way, shape, or form. But did you feel like you had a, a peaked interest in this from a younger age? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I. I raised on sets and the older that I get I'm like wow <laughs> wow because because as a young child we think so much of what we see in film and television is real you know the romance and the drama and you're just as you know me as a child I'm like oh my god <laughs> but um I would go to set with my dad as often as I could I would um I would mostly hang out with hair and makeup Oh, yeah. And they would tell me everything and I would get to kind of in my own world, maybe like interview the actors while they're getting their makeup done. I'm like, so what are you doing? What are you, <laughs> how are you feeling? And they're like, I'm just trying to run my mind through me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did have that kind of when I was on set as a child, I loved it. And I thought it was so, I mean, it is magical. And there's so much creativity that takes place on a set. And I loved watching my father speak with the directors and the writer being on set and watching everybody kind of coming together to make this beautiful vision. But, you know, like with, with each other's help, if you understand, like, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I did think I was going to be a chef at first. <laughs> what? I mean, did that carry on as a year? No. 
I love to cook. I love okay, to cook, but I, I'm one of those people who are like, I'll cook a bunch and go, everyone give me notes on, on what I should do. <laughs> like what, where did that come from? Cause that's a very unique sort of interest to have. I wanted to be a chef too, when I was a little bit younger and then quickly abandoned that goal, like, like crazy. But I mean, <laughs> cooking Let's talk about that more later, Tyler. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, cooking food for other people just to like get their notes. It, there's a sense of love that comes with that, a sense of affection. So that I mean, what did you or what do you currently love to to make? Are you a savory foods person? Are you a pastry person? Do you like making hors d'oeuvres? Both. 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 I like to make tons of veggies. Let's say like in the oven, right? Spice it up, and then you're like, ooh, and now I want to make something really sweet and like you said, savory. So I'll make like a banana cream pie, and I'll throw some oh. cinnamon in there. Oh, I know it's so good. <laughs> My mouth's well, okay. I gotta drink some water. Yeah, and, and also, uh, um, vegetable pot pie. Ooh, oh. and you make the you make the crust and everything from scratch. It's so messy, but it's so good. That is that is a bowl requirement meal. <laughs> okay, we got. I got to get away from the food talk. I'm trying yeah. to lose weight over here. Um, <laughs> I will tell the listeners that Tyler looks fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I, it's you know what it is when you're on camera you, and you see yourself, you're like, shit. I should do more push-ups. <laughs> oh yeah, seeing yourself on camera is definitely daunting, and you have to be like, okay, you know, really focus on your performance. <laughs> What are we doing? What are we talking about? <laughs> I had a job two weeks ago and my coverage was all low angles under the chin. I'm so excited to see what happens. All low angles? Yeah. I, they're like, okay, hey, we got your coverage. So then I, I'm standing there and the camera is, I just see them lower, lower, <laughs> lower. Like, Guys, really? Okay. All right. This is going to be great. Ugh, let me stretch up my you neck here. Little by little, get more and more red in the face. You're like, wow, yeah. we're, oh god, it's going lower. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, your ears look hot. Really? You think so, Deborah? <laughs> you think so? I wonder why. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do want to gear towards how you know, growing up in the industry, you really shaped your perspective. I mean, did you grow up seeing you know certain performers or certain creatives, and uh, I wouldn't say idolize them, but you saw them as like a a navigation tool, so to speak, for what you want to do later in life? Cher and Janet Jackson, God bless them. <laughs> I, I know that, I, no, and, and that, and they, and it does, that list doesn't end there, but you, that the way that you asked that question, I remember my mom and I went to two shows at Madison Square Garden and two separate shows, but the way they came out and just owned the stage and they had the whole freaking Madison Square Garden, uh, what am I saying? Madison Square Garden Stadium, <laughs> like here, you know, in the most beautiful, kind way, you know. And I just remember I was young and I was like, these women are fierce. <laughs> oh my God. And aside from that, now I'll be more serious. <laughs> no, that, that's. I, <laughs> I, I could, I could, I can confidently say that throughout my life, I have encountered actors and other artists that I've had the privilege of meeting and taken something from them. Like, not in like a, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I've learned something from them. And especially some of, I'm trying to think, maybe I can just, oh, 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 okay. This is a very silly example, but this is something that really stuck with me. 
Elizabeth Perkins. She and I are working on Super Sex together with Kevin Nealon, my father is directing. And we were talking about smoking cigarettes. And she told me, well, excuse me, I told her at Super Sex, I'm like, do you remember being on the set of Weeds when I was 16 years old and you told me, don't smoke cigarettes, Ruby, don't do it. People only do it because they forget that we're meant to take deep breaths. So if you just do the action, you'll get what cigarettes give to you. And I'm not kidding you, dude, that stuck with me forever, forever. And I told her on Super Sex and she was like, I said that to you? And I'm like, yes, Elizabeth. And like, I never smoked a cigarette because of it. <laughs> but yes, so <laughs> this is a very comfortable podcast you have. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is, I mean, that's essentially why I created this show in the first place is to just, just so shed that me. public facade. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah. I take deep breaths while holding a toothpick and pretending it's a cigarette. That's super cool. Are uh, you right? Yeah. It told. I mean, it totally. It totally works. I didn't. I never heard that from someone um, in particular. But you know, working as a personal trainer here and there, you learn about that, and you go, "Oh yeah, that's that is kind of peaceful." And you know, that's a very <laughs> fun job. I, I would imagine it's. I mean, it's it's fun when it when it pays your bills, but when it doesn't, it's kind of like. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Do you, would you have a lot of people complaining to you? I don't want to do another push up. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then I'd show them like my high school prom picture. I'm like, you see where, where I, if I could do this, you could do this. Let's not, you know, <laughs> or like, Hey, uh, three more. Yeah. I know you have it in you three more, but, uh, but all that to say, like, it's funny that little things that people we meet on set and mm -hmm. little things they say, just stick with you yeah. forever. And it's funny that most of them don't even remember what they said. <laughs> yeah, and like even um Mary Louise Parker spoke to me about being a woman in the industry and and you know what that feels like and I was really young at, at the at the time. Um so it didn't it didn't impact me until I I worked on Shameless and then watching Emmy Rossum Mary Louise Parker's words rang true because she's such a powerful force as well, you know and and yeah, it's just incredible. And yeah. I and I feel so lucky that I've had that opportunity to have interacted with her and then worked with Emmy Rossum and been like, oh shit, I get oh excuse me, sorry, <laughs> no, oh no, you can cuss. <laughs> oh, on I get this like <laughs> face to face, and you know, it's distracting. You're on set going like, damn, they're so good, Ruby. It's your line. Oh my god, I'm watching the show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just have that frozen reaction, Ruby, 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 Ruby. It's yeah, what's line. up? Are you gonna say it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was oh, it was the one word that I had to say. Shit. Okay. No, that, I don't totally get that. And mm. I mean, seeing your career develop through the years too, it's really cool to see. Uh, I mean, like any any actor, you'll go through different genres and you'll find, you know, sort of like your niche eventually, or you're, you know, you're more of a character actor, or you're more of this like blockbuster sort of superstar. But be, even before you went into the sort of horror genre, when did you realize you wanted to yeah, pursue this like full time as a career? Because that's always a really fun and very scary moment in a performer's life to sit back and go, I'm not going to pour coffee anymore. No, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to I'm going to be a working actor. Like, when, when did you happen upon that? I really uh, hope that you, first of all, half of my laughter on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Second of all, 
a visit from the goon squad. Oh my gosh. It was so, okay. Well, okay. Lesson learned. First of all, I will say this to the listeners. Please don't, don't dye your hair green. Don't do it. Especially if you have dark brown hair, (laughs) because I, I worked out my first film was, um, a visit from the goon squad. It was a short film. Um, and it was, I felt like life, there were colors that I had never seen before that were exposed to me because from watching it from my father's point of view and being there and seeing, and then to be in it, it, in it myself, I was so excited. I had, I had, I just had these feelings that I had never felt before. And the reason why I bring up the green hair is because they were like, well, your character has green hair. You know, are you going to go the full nine yards and do your hair? And I was like, hell yes, I'm going to do my hair. And they chalked it so short to here. And they made it electric freaking green. And my hair has never been happy since. You know, like now it's starting to recover, but it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was that film. And after I did that short film, I I was like, I want to pursue this. This is incredible. I feel like I have very selfishly, I feel like I have something <laughs> that I can show to the world and maybe brighten a few people's day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as that went on kind of so music kind of takes a back seat right and then my friend Zach who I've known since elementary school I was going through it man I went through this little dip and I was like confused about who I was what am I doing what is happening and he was like you gotta write music you know what's happening and I'm like you know he has this like big you're you're overflowing with emotion and you're overflowing with all this shit inside you like you gotta get it out and I was like okay cool like what do you recommend? All snooty. And he's like, let's make an album. And he was similar to my dad. He's like, you're feeling funky. You're in this position in your life that you're not feeling good. You're, you know, I was kind of feeling low. Let's get into the, and he pulled me out of my turtle shell. And we wrote Ruby Modine and the disease together. We brought our band together. And since then I have juggled them. Like I feel perfectly content with each way because with acting, we go into these lulls of, you know, you're just auditioning. And this is where thick, the, the cliche of having thick skin comes in, right? Because you get into this lull and you're like, okay, so I'm never going to act again. It was great while it happened and now it's never going <laughs> to And so instead of focusing on that, it's important to have other outlets. So I, more, more than ever, I'm always in the music studio. Okay. Oh, now there's an audition. Oh, now I have the opportunity to have a meeting and then acting takes place. And I'm just so madly in love with both of those. How, how would you say that? An outlet, both of those outlets? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, you found balance too, which is Thank super you. important. That's the word. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> with a capital B. Yeah. The, you know what? Somebody brought up the, the sort of, um, uh, God, how am I trying to, I have lull. not had coffee today. So, uh, well, <laughs> the lull in, in this idea of having tough skin being, you know, this just bullshit idea that people were passing on to us, you know, for decades as performers. And now it's becoming more of a, well, the people who were saying that were the people who were perpetrating really like ridiculous and disgusting stuff. Um, but the, the tough skin aspect has sort of gone into the mental health and wellness uh, era of being a performer yeah I'm happy that you brought that up yeah having 
but well, having that balance and having <laughs> those days, because I mean, I'm still building a career 10 years in and having those lulls of, yeah, I'm never going to work again. Who's hiring? <laughs> what can I do? I can, I can chop down trees. I'm trained for that. Like, that's cool. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, but then having something else come up and you're elated and you're so much uh, uh, happier. Uh, but find, like you said, finding that balance, you know, for you, it's music is super important. And the fact that it's also an artistic endeavor that you have built a career out of as well is amazing. I mean, as far as your performances go, are you finding ways to tour? Are you sticking mainly on like the, the Los Angeles side? How are you? Well, currently, actually, Tyler, I'm in Northern California. <laughs> Northern California. Yes. And I have been taking a grand and wonderful break from Los Angeles. Um, yes. I really love the country, man. <laughs> and you know what? That's probably considered offensive. Uh, I love being away from the city. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I went red. I don't know if you can see me. I'm blushing. I'm like, oh, no. I finally said something wrong on the podcast. But I prefer to be away from the city. Um, and <laughs> I've flustered myself. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'm sweating. <laughs> okay, just breathe. No, we, the country is good. I, I mean, I, I live in Colorado. I love the state. I love being away. Colorado? Yeah, it's beautiful. I love Colorado. It's the best. So I, I'm on your side. I, <laughs> all the Thank LA you. hipsters can eat it because <laughs> the country is amazing. Okay, And we also have amazing uh, gluten-free scones, if that's your thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm so yes I'm sorry so currently I'm in Northern California taking a break have full studio here so I've been working on my music here from a distance which is great I have four new songs that are coming out um one of them is super funky this is the first time I've talked about it. I'm going to do it because you're great um <laughs> it starts as this like jazzy cool like ooh sexy ooh and then out of nowhere it's just like smoky ooey gooey Two minutes long. I just felt like the world needs just a little, just two minutes of silly, sweet, like, remember to slow down. <laughs> so that's one. <laughs> and yes, and I do all of my auditions from up here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> is, there, is there a music video for this uh, this song yet? Okay, should I be honest? You're great. I'm so bad at music videos. My friend Christian Lawrence, who is one of the most incredible DP directors I've ever encountered. I've known him for years. He shot two music videos for me when he came to LA for On My Feelings and Space, featuring 86 June and starring Ricky Armolino. That was just, <laughs> let's do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have watched these music videos relentlessly. And this goes back to us talking about watching yourself on camera. I can't release them. I'm so shy. I'm so, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just meant to be behind a mic and I'll do oh, no. this. <laughs> just Hi, a lot of people are talking to me about this right now. I hope you know all of my friends, especially Ricky, who's in the On My Feelings music video. He's like, yeah. the music video is freaking great, Ruby. <laughs> Put it out and leave it out. And I'm like, Okay, and I put it up on YouTube, and then like 15 minutes pass, and I go, just make it private again. Just wait, let me let me think. <laughs> I feel like this is also why, by the way, I'm not good for social media because that often happens too. I'm like, I love that post. Take it down. 
you can you can just put it as unlisted right so whoever wants to watch it can have the link and you don't have to worry about the publishing <laughs> share, share your art ruby yes. as as a new um 22 minute long friend i i want you to share your art i'm gonna take your your advice and i'll try again as soon as we hang up i'm gonna be like do it list it <laughs> Then I have to run away from it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep an eye out. So when you when you publish it again, I'm gonna leave a comment and like it. Please, that'll be great because then at least there's. So, I don't know. I hope that some of your listeners can relate to that. That like you feel so confident uh, in this world of internet now. Which do you do well? Well, you have a podcast. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I wouldn't say I do well. <laughs> I I don't really I personally feel that I don't know how I do with the internet I get really excited because I can find everything out on google but then I find out that half of the stuff that I'm googling is not true <laughs> anyway yeah, back to I, your, your question oh well, no like uh <laughs> you brought up social media and, and the internet and honestly in my opinion if I didn't have to have social media for you know being an actor and having that recognition among CDs and all these other things, I would not have it at all. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was meant for the 70s or something. I wish that I, <laughs> I was of that time. I, now that, now that you and I have met though for 23 minutes, I'll follow your page and that will, that will probably push me towards having a happier experience on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, be ready for some nerdy and dorky shit. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but yeah, it, the the relationship between the entertainment industry and social media is kind of toxic in a way. Uh, but I honestly, there's people like yourself. There's a whole abundance of artists that use it for the right reasons. And I think yes. that's super important. Uh, and I I am so amazed and impressed when I see actors and actors uh, deleted out when we see performers. <laughs> Uh, using Instagram for good. <laughs> Should I rephrase it? <laughs> no, it's funny. It just—I thought for a second it was like invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> They're like, Ruby, are you still here? Are you okay? You froze. I had lizard eyes. You'd be <laughs> like, done. Interview's over. <laughs> oh God, we're getting. All right, now I'm getting in trouble. Okay. No, this is this is going this is going perfect. This is the best like scenario I could have ever imagined for a first meeting of. Why did you talk about your lizard eyes? I'm like, it was just something I just recently watched on the freaking internet. Are you looking up lizard people? No, you know, my friend sent, well, yes, my friend sent me, I will leave you unnamed, but she knows who she is. She was like, you heard this theory about lizard people? And I said, no, holy crap. What is that? A few days ago. And ever since I've just been, you know, they show you videos and they slow down when they blink and I'm, I've been enamored. I'm like, how is how can they fake this? <laughs> oh, I would like to go back. I'm going to raise my hand on that. Yes. Because you said that somebody talked to you about thick skin versus mental health. Mm-hmm. Huge importance. And I love that that is so shined upon now. Because <laughs> so I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> mental health is <laughs> incredibly important. Don't do that with you. Mental health is incredibly important, and it is very important for us to know that. <laughs> it is. See, I'm glad this isn't in person. We'd be giggling for an hour and a half straight. Uh, oh gosh, I hope he looks through all of this and asks me for some <laughs> <I'm> in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> to to take I'm it back to 
what you're saying. Yeah, the mental health part is incredibly important. And I had uh, a director here, actually it was yesterday, but we'll just say last week for the sake of scheduling. Uh, <laughs> but I, I had asked her, you know, what do you do to decompress slash relax outside of, you know, your artistic endeavors? And she wanted to rephrase it as, you know, in a world of, you know, mental health, wellness, and wanting to be better intrinsically and extrinsically, why don't we rephrase it to, you know, what is, what are your passions outside of the arts? You know, like, what do you do to keep yourself whole, to keep yourself calm, to really like fulfill what it means to, you know, live a life outside of the art? So I'm going to pass that along to you. What else do you do? I love that. Um, I'm all about, you know, you know about this, right? The triangle, (laughs) the triangle. So you have physical, spiritual, mental. That's what ties us together. And so I'm constantly figuring that out. I'm, I thought I'd been doing yoga for years and I hadn't until I worked with somebody that really was doing yoga and holy crap, I was okay, whatever. I've never done yoga. I finally started and now I get why it's changing so much, (laughs) but, um, so yeah, I really like, uh, I love to focus on that balance. So for my spiritual, I do something, you know, and I dedicate certain activities to each one of those, those tips, right? I mean, working out is obvious. Meditation is so important, but I do love on a daily basis to read and learn about psychology. And that's mostly because I want to know what's happening internally. Sometimes there are so many, I used to say there are so many voices going around and somebody was like, do not phrase it like that. (laughs) Thoughts, rapid, constant, overwhelming thoughts. I used to have this, I I still deal with it occasionally, but not nearly as bad as I used to, but it was constant, overwhelming, like work, 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 you know, and just, you got it. And, um, So once I took it upon myself to be like, I need to do activities that are going to honor this triangle that I believe in so deeply, everything. I love going on hikes. I play with my dogs so much. My inner child explodes when I'm playing with Tormund. I'm like, I'm no longer a 32 year old woman. I'm roaming around running like a psychopath. We've got goats and pigs (laughs) across the street. And I just feel like even that interaction is is doing something, you know, because I'm telling them, like, I'm not going to hurt you. So I feel like that's bringing them closer. We're moving away from the question. <laughs> but out, I love playing chess. I don't know if you can see my chessboard, but I play chess like three or four times a day. I do music, a <laughs> lot of family time. My brother and sister-in-law, Sarah, they, oh, Bowman and Sarah gave birth to the most precious human being in the world. That is Avery Winter, my nephew. So our jobs all keep us away from each other so much, but that's another thing that I love. You know, I want to have family time as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of the, the realm of the answer that you were looking for? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, but you, you encompassed everything into it. And I think that's the beauty of that question is, you know, there's not one thing. I'll run for like an hour. I end up in the river torn because there's a literal river down the hill from where oh, I live. Really? <laughs> <laughs> will jump into the river and I'm like you know what that's probably good for me too so I'll jump in the river too and just be in the freezing cold water I just feel like there's so many things that that's things like that those little things that I'm saying to you I feel like they're so important and sometimes a lot of people don't necessarily see that you know to really speak to our inner child and I know how important my career is and I put that in front of a lot in my life 
but I also know that my career is something that I have to protect with my well-being. It's what they say, health always comes first, right? So if I'm out and about adventuring and creating music and playing with my dog and, you know, being madly in love with my friends and family and talking and all that, I feel like I'm so balanced that then when the auditions come in, I'm like, holy shit, holy crap, yes, I get to audition. I, I like, this is an opportunity, this is exciting. It's not like, oh, I have to audition. It's like, no, I get to audition. And because I'm, I'm focusing on so many things that are good for me, yeah. it's going to be fun. Even, like if I book it or not, I know that I'm doing great work and that's what is important to me. Yeah, you've eradicated that sense of it being a burden because you hadn't found that love and appreciation for life outside of it yet. You know, that's, <laughs> I was everyone so is going through that. with it at some, at one point. I was yeah. just like, I can't do anything except audition. I can't do anything except, and so it just started like, <laughs> you get it. You saw it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in the eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in the manic smile. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wish that I could move my eyebrows real cool for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can but, just, you know, put your fingers in green sleeves and then we'll take it out later. Nice. I can do <laughs> this side, but I can't do there this you side. Go. He, oh my gosh, B loves yeah. this. B loves this, by the way. He took a video of me doing it. He's like, show me one eyebrow. And I'm like, and he goes, now show me the other one. And I'm like. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> He really is one of the most charming, incredible people on our planet. He is. I I fell in love with that guy talking to him, and then he was it's talking. So to it's so easy too. Yeah, he's just so <laughs> he's so humble and just relaxed, and uh, similar to this conversation where he just oh, got so comfortable. And he's like, I don't know why I told you that, but um, yeah, it's you it have sense like a, a great energy to you that you just want to tell everything you're like oh you know what I was kind of in you know this mode but after 10 minutes I'm like oh we're good oh yeah no we're relaxed I can tell by <laughs> the fact you put the chessboard so strategically placed right <laughs> next to your shoulder. but no honestly I will tell you it does live right there that's so cool all I, the time <laughs> I wish I knew how to play chess all right Colorado when I'm driving through I'm gonna be like <laughs> I got the chest for it. Let's go. <laughs> like, who's texting me right now? Do you guys know this number? There's just chest pieces. <laughs> just chest pieces. I think it's a serial killer. I'm really concerned. <laughs> you can you can teach me how to play chess, but yes. I will tell you right now, having grown up not really being a fan of math and just thinking oh. strategically, I crush at Rummy Cube. Have I've you played that? I will, I'll, I'll add, we'll add each other on social media and I'll, I'll talk to you about it afterwards, but, uh, sure. sorry, listeners, we're just a couple of nerds here. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you hear my alarm? You just brought up the word nerd. It's do or do not. There is no try. Oh my God. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not just do that. <laughs> I half expected you to fall into the voice as you were saying that. Oh, please God, do it. Please God, do it. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm contemplating it. I know you can see it. I'm like, am I going to do it? No. <laughs> okay. My okay. face hurts. Smiling. <clears throat> We're serious. We're yes. serious. <clears throat> so I have a question I have to ask you about. Um, any backup career options you'd have outside of singing and, and acting? Backup? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
of careers? Did if you, you <laughs> if you if you had to pick something that wasn't tied to what you're doing artistically as a okay. career outside of being a chef, because we already talked about that. No, there, I was like, don't say that, Ruby. <laughs> is there something like I don't know, like even if you don't know anything about it, you could see yourself like training and going into that particular field just out of pure curiosity or interest psychology and i would like to be a therapist Ooh, you still can be i could <laughs> a couple more years of school i would think right yeah. yeah yeah i went like i told you i went to marymount manhattan and um i was so i was going for my bachelor's i got so close and then i booked a visit from the goon squad <laughs> <laughs> and it was that i'm not gonna lie to you it was that there's a really good word i can't think of it it starts with a p pinnacle is it was a pinnacle moment yeah and it was like, you're either going to stay in New York, which is what my plan was. I was like, I'm going to go finish college and then I'll go. Oh, no to, way. And then I'll go to acting. And it was this moment with my representation at the time. And they were like, you're going to stay in New York or you're going to come here. Because after this short, the ball's going to start to roll. And I was like, I'm going to L.A. And then it was like what Kramer said in Seinfeld. He was like, you know, you, anybody that goes to L.A. never leaves. <laughs> 11 years later I'm taking a break in Northern California <laughs> but you know what you're not alone so many people I'm friends with who went to LA been there for I think it's like there's a crux after about 10 years they go I'm gonna try something else That's me. <laughs> yeah. it was 10 I literally I counted I was like I've been here 10 years <laughs> great friends I want to talk to them <laughs> They would love um, to talk to you. That's for sure. <laughs> well, that's that's crazy. I mean, your I life pivoted from that. Action. I have a better answer. Not a better. I have a different answer. Ooh. If I was not an actor and I was not, <laughs> I was not doing voice acting because I did pick up doing voice acting in the midst of COVID. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> yeah, and I am having a freaking blast with it. I got to do a Taco Bell commercial, which I laughed so hard through it, but I had to be very serious because, yeah, you know, this is a serious commercial. But I was like grabbing a taco out of the sky and I love the moon so much. And this happened to be a Taco Bell commercial about the moon. So I'm like, <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> and now I'm working on three, three scripted podcasts, excuse me, Birds of Empire, Footlights and Going Reno. And each are very different characters and each are very fun. And I had this incredible opportunity. My brother Bowman brought me on board to do this show called The Exodite. And it, oh, I highly recommend. If you haven't seen it, I'm I highly recommend. It's so heavy. I get to like battle it out with Clancy Brown. Yeah, dude. And he throws a knife and it comes through. And I'm watching the episode and I'm like texting Bowman and I'm like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> But yes, if I wasn't doing that, I think I would, you know what I would love to do if this counts? Cause you might be like, no, it doesn't count. It's still in the industry. I would love to do stunts. Yeah. I love doing stunts. I, <laughs> I'd say that's like halfway in and out too, you know, cause you can do so many other things off camera stunt wise. You know, you could be, you could be in Cirque du Soleil. You could be in the water world, uh, universal studios. You want to get kicked out of windows and you know, like how that happened. Happy death. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're setting this up for the next segment of questions. <laughs> oh, you're right. Fear. Fear is a film coming out. It's directed by Dion Taylor. I'm not going to go into this cool. I'm going to tell you right now, it is a horror movie 
That is so freaking bonkers. It is so cool. And Dion Taylor is one of the greatest directors I've ever worked with. And I love him. And he doesn't understand why I say this. So I'm going to explain it on your podcast. I describe him as a lighthouse. And there was this day on set, he goes to the camera. He goes, I don't know why she's calling me that. But, you know, so I was like, one day I'm going to have my opportunity. This is it. I call him a lighthouse (laughs) because (laughs) when you're on a set, especially a Dion set, there's so much happening and there's so much joy to be had by the way everybody that is on his set is so happy and so excited and at lunch we get to listen to music (laughs) and (laughs) really like loud awesome music people are dancing but anyway the reason why I call him a lighthouse the reason why I call him a lighthouse is because with throughout all that chaos sometimes as an actor you're like what the hell are we doing what is happening I don't understand And he knows he has an answer for everything. His mind is constantly going and he's figuring out ways to make things even scarier, which he accomplished. I went to my hotel room and I couldn't sleep. You being in the horror genre for quite a few films now, is that something you want to dive further into? Do you want to do more like uh, just uh, action oriented, you know, stunt based pieces in horror films? Horror? everything i want to do stunt so i did a film called the survivalist and that was the first real time that i got to like run away run 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 shoot the gun right and i was like well this is freaking awesome i want to do this for the rest of my life <laughs> um, so yeah i i have been lucky and done a lot of of horror and a little piece of something dies every time because i'm really afraid <laughs> of horror oh, no. and <laughs> like Haley Griffith and I did Satanic Panic and we had crystals in our pockets while we were on that altar scene because we were like, this is so not right. Because <laughs> it was on Halloween night that we shot that. The whole what? set was, well, yeah, that was, that was how the schedule worked out. We had to shoot us being, what do you call it? Us being sacrificed to the devil on Halloween night. So we were like, we need crystals. Oh we need to check in with each other every day. You got it. But yeah, I will, I will always, it's not about genre for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's not about genre. It's about what I feel is exciting and good writing. And it's great when you have a good enthusiastic team behind you. And, you know, that's a big part of it, but just to focus on the script, when I get a script and I notice that I am flipping through the like the pages and I'm like, what is going to happen? I know I'm going to, you know. That that's that's lucky, you know. That's that's a good feeling to have to be excited about a script. And if it's a freaking another horror movie, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna be like, "It's okay, Ruby," and I'm gonna check in with myself. That's uh, that's so cool. I mean, the fact that you can go through scripts and and find these really exciting projects is is so much fun. In the midst of, I don't know, there there's a lot of films being made now that don't really have any like narratively intuitive push, or there, you know, there's a lack of creativity on one side and it's not like it's, it doesn't jumble things up quite a bit. So I do want to know, have you ever thought about writing and creating your own stuff outside of music video? Thank you for asking. I'm writing my first script and I'm set to direct it, but what? <laughs> I'm on page like three. <laughs> so I'm going into 2023 with like, I'm stomping. I'm so excited. It's an intense comedy. So that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> An intense comedy? Know, yeah, it's um so I, I had this great conversation with my dad when I was in New York recently. And <clears throat> excuse me. And he's talking to me about 
specific parties that he's gone to within the industry and in his in the length of his career. I'll just leave it with that facial expression because I was like, this is not true. And he's like, oh, it's true. And so I'm sitting there hysterically laughing as he tells me story after story. And I just started going like, I have to write these down. Like, is that okay? And I talked to him about, is it okay if this and that? And I, I've written a lot, by the way, like I've written a lot, but it's just stuff that is kind of for me and I'll leave it. But this, I went in with such like, I'm going to write a full length freaking script. And I started like pinballing ideas off of him and he thought he got really enthusiastic. So we'll see. I'll leave it there with that. We'll see what happens. God, that was that's such a such a tease. It's so awesome. No, I can't I can't Don't wait play. for that to be done <laughs> and then to be produced and then to be released. Hopefully you'll let people, you know, watch that. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the idea of performing and like it's, it's totally ego, which is dangerous, but yeah. I'll get into that. <laughs> That, but that's fantastic, though. I think the the greatest thing anybody could do is is write, even if it's just for yourself. You know, yeah. try, you might find something new that you're interested in. But uh, right. yeah, that's awesome. It's important to always write, get yeah. your thoughts out. Yeah, I, I do. You journal constantly. Yeah. I wake up and I start to write, and then throughout my day, I start to write. And sometimes I'm writing the same thing over and over again, and I start to make fun of myself. I'm like, what What are we doing? Why are we writing? <laughs> <laughs> Because like I told you, I just have that like overactive mind and it's going. So I think that a lot of actors must because we hold all of that and then we go to set and we use it. Yeah, that I totally agree. Because I, uh, I mean, I started out as a writer before I became a, a, an actor. And that's something I still like wholeheartedly just love doing that and journaling. So I'm glad that I talked to what was you were a writer before you turned into an actor. Yeah, I so I worked on crew. I was a crew guy. I was a behind the scenes director, like stun. I was I was that person. And then at twenty, I got into the acting part of it, and I thought, well, this pays a hell of a lot more. <laughs> like this the listeners, great. here's a note before the sweet Tyler continues. Do effing research. Tell me more, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I. I always wanted to just to be a writer. I think that's something I, I wanted to write comic books when I was younger. And then I love cinema so much. I loved horror films. Once I got into middle school that I just started writing more and more scripts. So uh, I had a goal in mind. I think when I turned 27, I said, okay, in three years, I want 10 scripts done by the time I'm 30. And I made it in just under the wire for these feature film scripts and a couple of spec scripts, all this other stuff. So I'm constantly writing. I'm, I'm actually making a sizzle reel for one of the scripts I wrote, was it last year? So we can kind of use that as canon. Awesome. So that's that's what I like to do to, to keep myself kind of healthy and at bay when I'm not doing this and I'm not acting. Triangle. <laughs> Triangle, bro. Oh, that's really <laughs> trouble somewhere. That, I, I don't know what that means somewhere. <laughs> I should have just had a drawing of a triangle that I'd keep bringing up. I don't think you. I don't think we can do a regular try like Wait, isn't that like the Lincoln Park thing? Didn't they do that? The oh, triangle? Park. That's one of my favorite bands. Really? Yeah. And you have Red Eye behind you. I love that freaking movie. Okay. I gotta <laughs> I gotta back this up for a second because you're the second person in a week to see where's my hand? Shit. Red Where's it? Red <laughs> Eye. <laughs> I'm trying sorry, listen, I'm trying to point at my poster. Um oh, nobody right. else 
knows about that movie. And it's short. It's fun. The script is great. I love it. And they're so good in it. Rachel, yeah. Rachel Matthews. No, that's, that's from happy death day. Shout out Rachel Matthews. You're <laughs> hilarious. Rachel McAdams. McAdams. <laughs> destroyed in that movie. Yeah. All I see in my mind right now, I can't believe I said Rachel Matthews. That's awesome. <laughs> She's running through the airport. Yes. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. I can't tell you how many times I quote that movie to friends. And I'm like, well, you stop. We haven't seen it. We don't care. Doesn't she stab him in the eye with a pen? Oh, she stabs him she in knows- the in the throat. And he puts a scarf oh, yes, on. That- he, he like elegantly steals it from a woman. Oh, that movie's so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I got to put it back to you. I got to put it back to you. I got too excited. I got too excited. Um, shit, where was I going? No. I, I want to go back an hour. <laughs> You want to go back an hour? (laughs) No. Let's go from here and start the interview again. (laughs) Oh, this is so informal. That's why whenever whenever reps send, like, hey, what are the kind of questions you want to ask? Like, well, here's what will happen. But it's a very relaxed show, so I doubt we'll get to all of them or any of them, really. (laughs) My manager would have told you, like, you got to say, keep her really on point. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to get what you're seeing right now. (laughs) Well... Okay, I will, I will ask this because it, it it goes back to the business and what this sort of podcast was built on, at least for acting. But what's your what's your audition process like? Like for Happy Death Day, what was your process like booking that job when you got the audition? Were you just kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, I'll give it my all, but like, where where was your mindset with it? What do you approach auditions as? Like, what's let's get into the nitty gritty. Yes, I agree. Um. <laughs> Auditions have changed quite a bit since COVID. So vastly different from what I experienced with Happy Death Day to what happens now. Because everything is Zoom now and or, you know, self-taping. But for Happy Death Day, <laughs> my mom and I were in the tiniest little bathroom. She would, I won't, I'm in tie-dye pajama pants, <laughs> but I was going to show you. She was, <laughs> she was in... I look hella professional up here. <laughs> I was just about to say, you look so professional from the waist up. <laughs> trouble again. It's not good to say either. I'm like, I'm in sweatpants. Okay. Anyway, happy death day. My mom is like straddling a toilet because it was so small. And she's reading, she's reading the dialogue. And I'm getting closer and closer to her being like, it's the, oh, my audition scene was when you figure out that Lori's the killer what are you talking about? You know, and I'm like, you're crazy. (laughs) And then switch. And I'm like, you. (laughs) So I'm I'm closing in on my poor mother who's in the tiniest bathroom ever made. (laughs) And I'm getting closer and closer. Mind you, I've never spoken that way to my mom. And I feel like I'm shouting at her the way that I shouted at freaking Jessica, who again, just another person, Jessica Roth is a freaking angel on, on earth. But yeah, um, <laughs> I did the audition. I got called in for the callback. And Blumhouse has a really cool audition area. It's very, it's, it's one of the most unique places I would say that I've auditioned because it's in from my, my memory, it's very dark. And you go into each room, which are so beautiful, these rooms, and they have posters of all the films that they do, which is always a little bit intimidating, but it was good. And so I went in, I don't know where I'm going with this answer. I went in and I did the the callback and it's been great. (laughs) 
And Happy Death Day to You was freaking crazy. So crazy. Oh, and, and now my audition process. I'm sorry. Now it's different because COVID has happened and everything is self-taped. So I have a ring light, as I'm sure you've noticed. And it's all, um, it, this is, see, it's freaking 9.53. I don't want to keep you longer. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got to tread carefully with this answer because I've spoken to a lot of my friends that are actors about this. For example, I just met with my friend Jenna in New York, who was explaining to me that she misses being in the room and having a connection, some sort of a connection made with casting and having a little bit of conversation, you know, how, how's your day going even? Whereas now it's, we do the self-tape. Hello, my name is Ruby Rivera, I'm OD and I'm 5'10", I'm this and that. And then you, you know, and, and we don't really know what happens with these tapes. That's what she's saying. And then I've got the other side of my friends that are like, I love it, I can wear sweatpants <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> so I... I like it. I do miss being in the room with casting though. So what the audition process is now, you get the material, you read it as you know this. We we always do that. <laughs> we have to read the signs. And then I set up my phone, my ring light, and I call my mom. And she reads with me over the phone. Oh, that's cute. I, my mom has always done my auditions with me. Always. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Daddy, Dad, Rivera. Shout out. I love you. <laughs> That was the worst answer. <laughs> no, that was not. <laughs> you know, you get to a point. Oh, well, I mean, if I'm interviewing somebody, I get to a point where I'm like, I don't want to say anything just in case they're in a thought. I don't want to cut it off. But that was a perfect. And the fact that your mom is your reader is amazing. I'm sure she like it shows that she cares about it. She <laughs> she really. You don't like, say what? No, go. What? I'm sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, it's really interesting because my mom has been with my dad prior to his acting career and she really motivated him to go down that route. And she was like, I'm effing here for you through it all. And my mother is a business manager. It says on Wikipedia that she's like a wardrobe and hairstylist, but my mother is a business manager. <laughs> and when my father met her, she owned her own production company. And so she really, she's been with him since the beginning. So it's really interesting to sometimes complain and whine at her about stuff. And she's like, oh, I've listened to this for 40 years from your dad, you know, from Papa. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, her reading with me, I, I feel like she's now given me these, a similar gift that she gave my dad, which mm. was, I will read with you every freaking audition that you need me to. That's amazing. And does she give you, like, does she give you notes as you're doing your oh, yeah. tapes? And oh, cool. She'll give me notes. And then sometimes in the distance, I'll hear my dad go, Ruby, Ruby, hey, hey, I, wait, right before you do the take, I thought of something. And I'm like, no, 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 Papa, like, no, <laughs> I'm about to do it. And he goes, no, no, no. Instead, instead of doing it that way, what if you think, and then he'll, he'll give me his, his idea, which of course I usually always go with that take. Cause I'm like, damn it he's right that was such a good note <laughs> and you know and then it, and then it expands you know because I I love working with my friend Sutiera she and I met on Shameless and she is so fun to read with and I don't need to go much further you know what I'm talking about like working with different people auditioning and yeah. figuring out different notes and everybody has different ideas and just kind of mixing them all together in the cooking bowl we're going back there and <laughs> 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 oh it's 
And I think that's something that people are slowly but surely like diving into after the pandemic when we were all by ourselves. We didn't really have acting class in person or groups, that kind of thing. Now we're getting to a point where we're relishing and being around people again and being with other yeah. creatives and and using all those notes. So if somebody says like, hey, that last take sucked, try this. It's less of, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. And more of, no, I think you're right. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm going to, you know. It's because we're so excited to be with people. Yeah. <laughs> Give oh me all God. the critiques. Um, no, that's, I, I love that your family is so involved in it in a way that is less so like, some families might be, you know, oh, do what we say. We know better. And more of, no, 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 like this is a collaboration. I had this idea. Let's try this out. Collaboration. I've been looking for that word since 9 freaking a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Collaboration. Uh, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes when I put this episode <laughs> in big capital letters. Um, you were saying, you know, you don't want to take too much of my time. I don't want to take too much of your time. So I'm going to get to the last few questions before we wrap this thing up, because uh, we could probably oh. talk all day. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love asking this question, and it's whether or not you have a party story you could share with our listeners, being something that doesn't have to be necessarily within the entertainment industry, but a, just an experience or a moment that happened in your life that stands out so immensely, you would easily share it at a party amongst friends. You can redact names. It could be oh, a party story. story. I thought you went, I went to a party and this happened. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm slowly working on rephrasing and revising <laughs> what that question is. I'm like, I have two crazy party stories that I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, cool. A party story. Okay, can you bait me a little bit? Can you give me like an example? Yes. Um, so uh, I, this kind of goes with more of a party, but. Uh, let's say this. I went to a Sundance rap party five years ago for a movie I was in, and I'd never been to one before. So I was walking around and I felt so completely nervous and out of my body seeing all these different stars. I didn't know. I'm just some kid from Colorado. And I go to the bathroom. I'm just like washing my hands for like 10 minutes because I don't know what to do. I'm like, I need to get back out there. I need to wash my hands. And then uh, somebody <laughs> comes in. So I like rush to the urinal thinking oh I'm, I'm going to the bathroom it's cool I'm, I'm going to the bathroom person goes up next to the urinal right next to me and you know we do our thing um I I didn't have to go to the bathroom so I just kind of like did the guy jostle and then <laughs> zip my pants back up and went back to the sink and it was Matt Bomer uh right next to me he was peeing and just said hey man how's how's your night going like, oh it's going good it's my first rap party so I'm not sure like you know, what to, what to do. And he just goes, Hey man, don't, don't even worry about it. I mean, everyone's doing their own thing. Just go around, talk, have fun. It's going to be great. So he washed his hands next to me. He dried them off. He gave me a high five and he left and he said, good luck before he left, which is great. But then right after that, two guys go into one stall together, which could be anything, uh, but just whatever's happening. Yeah. But the thing that was happening wasn't the thing I thought would be happening because I swiftly heard, um, metal chopping sounds. And then I heard, and then I left the bathroom and I, I had a full fledged experience of what like mini Hollywood might be like. <laughs> so there's, there's a small party story that I have. <laughs> as, do, you, as bait. do you air our faces when you share, when you share this or is it just voice? It's just voice. I can take screen. I mean, it's the video is <laughs> recorded. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, okay. that, I figured that'd be a good bait for you. <laughs> That is great. 
<laughs> and we could be here for another 40 minutes, but I'll be, I'll behave myself. So yeah, on that note, I will say that I have seen a, a girl crawl from like, so we went into the bathroom, right? And nobody is allowed to go into the same stall, probably for that reason. <laughs> and this doesn't affect me and my friends. We're like, okay, we're not trying to go to the same stalls. As I'm sitting there, a girl, excuse me, sorry. And she just went past me. And then I hear my friend next to me in the stall and she's like, what the fun? Sorry, excuse me. And she's crawling on toilet paper and because it was like a, or like a kind of like a club, oh, you know, God. I don't know why I said it. I thought it was a club listeners. <laughs> but I'm not exaggerating. It must've been about seven stalls that she crawled underneath to get to the biggest stall. And then she met all of her friends. And then you hear the same thing. Ting, ting, ting. Ah, I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> you crawled. On the anyway. I did, oh, there. Okay. This is my last story for you. I was in Italy with some very, very awesome and kind Italian actors. And I was younger and I just thought it was so cool that they were giving me time, you know, cause I was, I was young. Then they were talking to me about acting and how it's different there than it is in America. And would you like a glass of espresso? Yes, I would love some espresso. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. And you know, they're like, you take it in a shot, you know? Uh, oh, okay, so I drink it and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I think I'm gonna die for sure. My heart immediately. And they continue, or, or, or they're giving me more of their time. Oh, you know, and this is, and at this point I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> oh yes, we will take another. You want another espresso? Hell yeah, I want another espresso. Let's do no. this. <laughs> drink another one have to go to a premiere with my dad can't sit through the premiere i'm literally and physically shaking and my dad is like what is happening what is what's wrong and i'm like i can't sit through this anymore i have to go <laughs> and i ran out of the theater and ran all the way through the streets of italy to our hotel where i then like just proceeded to run around the hotel. <laughs> were, you, were you the same height at this age like were you were you a full five ten at that point no i was probably like five eight why does that matter no because i'm just imagining like they're seeing essentially a grown woman oh. <laughs> running through the streets <laughs> and then, like running no, frantically I, I was a teenager they probably were like why is that little girl running down the street why does that matter <laughs> oh i love I that I don't drink it. I've never drank it since then. Maybe I'll try it again soon, but yeah, I even talking about it makes my heart accelerate and I start to sweat a little bit. I'm like, oh gosh, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> try it. Try it in like a like a cappuccino base. That's the only way I can take it. espresso is with dairy, apparently. But <laughs> um, okay. With all that being said, yes, this is going to be really fun. Do you have a piece of advice you could pass on to our listeners who are either, you know, starting out a career like they have an interest in it in the entertainment industry, or maybe they've been in it for a while and they want to, they're really trying their best to stick to it. Do you have anything that has helped you in the past that you could pass along to them? Um, yes. Um, patience. Patience is so important and I feel like it's, it's often overlooked, um, I think patience, and I want to use the word perseverance, <laughs> but, but um, no, honestly, the, 
when it comes to the industry, there's so much happening constantly that sometimes we feel like, what am I doing? Me, me, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, and it's I, 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 you know, and it's like, no, no, no. First of all, there's a billion things happening and there's so many people in the midst of that, you know? So here's a, here's a light example. Like when you want a project that you've worked on so badly to come out, where is it? What is, well, yeah, you want it to come out. So does everybody else. And so does everybody else that's in the editing room, that's working their butts off, you know, getting it out. So I think that it's important to practice patience and it's very important to practice not taking things personally, which could, you know, you can go uh, to the four agreements. I think, yeah, yeah, four agreements. I, I, yeah, because thick skin, this and that. No, it's about making sure that you're mentally all right. And it's making sure that you are checking in with yourself and making sure that you feel good. Do you, I feel like sometimes people are like, well, if you're doing it right, you know, it shouldn't feel good because it's work and work. Yeah. But you know what? Like I want to love what I do and I want to, I want to do the best that I can. And you know, I know that we're going back to what we said earlier, but like, I want to do the best that I can. And in order to do the best that I can, I have to focus on myself. So if you want to be an actor, if you want to do, if you want to sing, if you want to do anything in the industry, what, (laughs) what are you doing right now? What are you doing in this moment to push that forward? And even if it's small, because with our phones today, I've seen some, excuse me, I just spit everywhere, but I've seen shorts in today's world that I, I listen to them speak about it. And they're like, we had one ring light and a phone. And I'm like, what? This is brilliant. And it's beautiful. And you don't think, you know, but it's like, you don't need a huge thing. You don't need a big production. Just with what you have, begin creating. Start to tell your story. Start to tell stories that you want to be heard. You know what I mean? Like, and and just be patient. And you know what? This is my last thing that I'll say. Be kind to yourself. Because I, you know, and I'm saying that from self-experience, it's really easy to start to turn on yourself. And it's really easy to start to go like, I must be the problem. I'm not, no, but if you're having that mindset, it's, it's, it's time to turn around and face the discomfort and go, how do we fix this so that we can make your dream come true? Oh, we ended on a Hallmark note. You <laughs> crushed that answer. No, that, was that was the only perfect. one. <laughs> no, you, this really whole interview has been great. And I want them to do the best they can. And it's so shitty and it sucks when you feel so low and you just feel like I'm not doing anything right. And it's so easy to stay there, you know, and it's, it's, it's always harder to pick yourself up. But I really believe that everybody can do it. If yeah. they really have the drive and they really want it. Dude, that was, no, that was spot on purpose. And with that, like, we, we do another thing in the show where I give a shout out and a promotion with the episode of something that, you know, the guest of the week has a, a unique interest in or really supports, or maybe it's a project they have coming out. Do you have anything I can promote with this episode? Um, I recently worked with an organization called Pure Earth. We're bringing light to saving lives. Let's be, I'll be frank with that. We're, it's, um, we're trying, because I wanted to give you a short answer because of where we are, but that's not polite. I recently started working with an organization called Pure Earth, and we're trying to bring light to the fact that gold can be found without ways of mercury, which really 
really destroys people's lives. So with me going forward with Pure Earth, which I'm so grateful that they're letting me, I'm, I'm still learning and I have so much more to learn, which I'm excited about. That's actually another thing for people that want to come into the industry, always be open to learning. None of us know what's going on. None of us know everything. Always be open. You're like, uh, you know, Steve Howie told me, I don't, I don't know if he's going to appreciate it. <laughs> Steve <laughs> a long time ago to always remember to listen you know, listen, because there's so much to be learned. And I lost sight of it. Yes. So pure earth and me going in uh, with pure earth, I'm excited because I want to expand and I want to continue to work with organizations that want to save our planet and want to help the people that are on our planet, all the, li the living beings that are on there. And I'm also very excited because I'm looking for organizations that will bring light to I'll tell you that another time. Edit all of this out. <laughs> I just, I heard my manager in my head going like, don't talk about it until we have it. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, my work with pure earth, which is going to continue. There's some new music that's coming, some funky music, some cool metal songs, like weird directions that you would not expect, but that's very exciting. And we also have fear coming out, which is directed by Dion Taylor, which is going to be so freaking exciting. And there is also my last thing to say, a web series. I assume it's going to be a web series, but it's called Sandy needs therapy. And it is freaking hilarious. I think that you will appreciate this. One of my lines in Sandy needs therapy is you look like Owen Wilson, but your nose is more fucked up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. I know. And every time I had to say, because that's just one of many, yeah. and I'm saying it in like a loving, endearing way, they'd say cut, and I'd be like, oh my God, Sandy, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, self-promotion always makes me very nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I'll, I'll move on from that, and I'll give you the, the one last thing we'll do for this recording. Uh, first, okay. I'm going to say... Thank you, because this has been so much fun, and I'd love to bring you back on to the show at some point in the future. To I was going to say that. <laughs> It'll, uh, eventually, I will have a studio set up. So if you're ever in Colorado, I'll have like a studio office thing, so it'll be in person with like physical coffee. <laughs> Consider me there with Tormund. Tormund will have to come yes, as well. I want to see the doggo. Uh, the last thing... What? <laughs> What? No, I said he's on a hike right now. <laughs> Just bragging. He's bragging and he's not even there right now. Uh, <laughs> so the last thing I do to close out the recording is what we call an awkward goodbye. And it is a Wayne's World style. I'll, I'll give you a silent three, two, one countdown. And when I point to you, give me your best verbal awkward goodbye and I'll stop the recording from there. You think you're ready okay. for that? I love Wayne's World so much. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. We have no. so much to talk about. <laughs> We can talk about a story about Laura Flynn Boyle, who's, who, you know, hi, Wayne. She's great. Okay, sorry. Awkward goodbye. Three, two, one. Let's try. We got to hear. In three. Um, well, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to go.